to Quest for Truth. This is your host, Sakina Ibrahim. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us on another beautiful day. I have an incredible woman on the phone with me. Her name is Kateria Manning. Say hello. Peace and divine greetings. Greetings, everyone. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for being a part of this with us. So, so Kateria is an astrologer, a spirit interpreter, and an intuitive counselor, which it sounds like we all need this in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> like if we had those skills or someone like you, we might be okay. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, how did you even get involved and interested? We'll start with astrology um, in the work and in the world of astrology. Well, I got started in astrology. It's, it's a bit of an interesting story. I was 11 years old. And at the time, I, you know, I had a friend who, well, no, no, let me say this. When I was a young girl, everyone had something about themselves that they just loved about themselves. You know, that was like a unique quality. Mm. Sarah loved her hair. Jonathan loved his cool shoes. You know, um, April loved her cool freckles, whatever. And when people would ask me what I loved about myself, it was my personality. And that's just what I loved. I thought my, my personality was very unique, very different from everyone else. And I just love my personality. So um, this young girl, a friend of mine, when I was 11, came to me and said, did you know that there is a science that can tell you everything about yourself and your personality? And I was like, yeah, right. Never. Not me. Like, I have the most unique personality. No one knows my personality. Um, no one can tell me nothing about me. <laughs> you know, I was like very boastful about that. And, and I, I just I couldn't believe that, you know, at all. So I went to go read, you know, about this so-called astrology stuff. And when I read for my sign, I was just completely flabbergasted. I couldn't put the book down. I read for my sisters, my mom, my brother. I just read for everybody I knew. And I literally was floored because I literally sat on the floor and read everything about everybody I knew. And I just was blown away. My mouth was just dropped wide open. So I ended up becoming really addicted and obsessed with astrology but I didn't think that, you know, it would become a profession or mm. anything like that. I was just so intrigued, you know, by personalities overall. And then I was intrigued that a science could tell people about themselves. And so over the years, you know, I was uh, just reading astrology books, but my mom would not allow me to read astrology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, it's the devil's work. You right. know, that whole thing. it's the devil's work. So I had to literally sneak and read astrology books. Yeah, you know, and um, but then I ended up doing two and a half years in juvenile hall for something I didn't do. And while I was there, I was able to just read astrology books and my mom couldn't stop me. And um, I ended up calculating. I had a book that um, taught you how to calculate your birth time to figure out your rising and your planets. And so I ended up um, calculating my uh, birth time by hand in my my son, my I mean, my moon sign and everything else. And uh, it took me three days <laughs> to do the calculations. I'm so grateful that we have the internet now where we could. Oh, I know. Because <laughs> it took me forever to do that math. 
but yeah, so that's where I really got started. And I started doing it professionally at about age 22, you know, just started charging or receiving donations really. Um, But yeah, that's a bit of the history. Okay. So one, I think it's really cool that you became interested so young because I believe that those things that inspire and ignite a little flame inside of us when we're young, when we're children, those are the things we're supposed to follow as an adult. Um, (laughs) So yes, I think that that's really cool. I'm very interested in um, your mom's perspective of it being the devil's work, because I I think a lot of us have heard that before of it's not real and that's the devil. And, and I, and I really don't know where that comes from in our teaching or in our, our lack of understanding or whatever. Um, But do you have any opinion on that? Yeah. I mean, you know, um, they say that, it's um the devil's work um because in the bible it says that it's like an abomination and you know but Mm -hmm. it's really the government and the the elites that are running the world that don't want people to pay attention to astrology because there's so much power written there Mm. and there's so much freedom and they lose control so it's definitely a strategic plan Mm. for you know to get the people to not believe in or not adhere to astrology to belittle it and to demonize it so that they will not be you know enlightened right you know but but Mm. also astrology is ruled by the sign of aquarius and we're coming out of the age of pisces you know where you know the age of pisces is is not of astrology it's a it's more about religion it's more about being lost or what have you mm. so yeah so you know when you're in an age of being lost or you're in an age of adhering to religion science is is really not you know so accepted um as a way of life but we're now in the age of aquarius so we're breaking past all of that and coming into freedom and you know, we're, we're not just walking around with blind faith anymore. So now we have, you know, astrology starting to take precedence in our lives um, as a spiritual practice. I definitely see and feel that shift, um, you know, mm-hmm. even in terms of what everyone is seeking. You know, folks that I know who have been hardcore religious folks are just seeking deeper, you know, asking really important questions about life and spirit and just realizing that there's a difference, such a big difference between religion and spirituality. Right. Um, Do you, is there a cultural um, history that you're familiar with in terms of like people of African descent or astrology or any, any of the things that you are well-versed in connecting us to our cultural history? Well, I do know that Kemet, you know, is really number one with astrology and the Dogon. Um, they were really big on mapping out the stars, mm. you know, to um, for guidance. And, and they paid attention to it a lot more than we do today, but we are definitely getting back into the groove of that. But, um, you know, there there's definitely are many, many tribes that, you know, um, were just kind of seekers of the stars. You know, mm-hmm. we have a lot of the astrology that we um, adhere to today comes from like the Hellenistic era mm. and um, the Mesopotamian era. Then you even had the Aztecs and the Mayans who also um, paid, you know, a lot of a lot of attention to astrology 
you know, but for me, I haven't gotten too caught up to be quite honest. I haven't gotten too caught up in the history um, of why people, you know, were into it because I just got so into the science itself. Right. So most of the knowledge that I have is based on the actual science itself rather than, you know, the people who may have discovered it. And I'm an Aquarius with my Mercury in Aquarius. I got so much Aquarius um, going on in my chart and a lot of Pisces. So I definitely am a person that looks more towards the future, but I give thanks for the past and them even constructing this science and, you know, um, formulating it. And it's, it's one of those sciences where it's always um, evolving, you know, we're always coming with new discoveries. So I definitely look more forward to the future and how this science is going to be used. And um, I even look to the ages ahead of the age um, that we are currently in and seeing how it's going to unlock and unfold. But I will say that when you look at the Bible, there is so much astrology inside of the Bible. I yes, mean, there is. Verse after verse mm-hmm. after verse. You know, so um, it, it's definitely it definitely has its history um, and the history of astrology really predates mankind. We just didn't have mankind here to document, you know, put it into. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. The universe has been here way longer before us. <laughs> right. Right. So how how does or can astrology help us in leading our lives so I have an understanding of knowing your personality um, but what about things like lessons you need to learn or life paths or um, your wellness or love 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 those kind of things (laughs) yeah yeah well um I mean there are so many ways. I mean, hmm. I, I, it, it's it's endless. It's endless. Hmm. I mean, every understand that astrology is the study of the heavens influence upon the earth. Astrology is the study of the heavens influence upon the earth, the entire earth. So hmm. there's nothing outside of life that astrology doesn't cover. Hmm. Astrology covers every single thing that we experience within our reality. So that's, it's going to cover things in regards to health, in regards to love, children, you know, family, um, your friends, I mean, career, jobs, I mean, every single thing, there's nothing outside of it. You know, you can literally um, really chart yourself every single day and see how things are aligned. That's why, you know, horoscopes are created. Um, so it, it, then the, it's, it really covers the past, the, the present and the future, you know, mm-hmm. so there's nothing that outside, there's nothing within life that is outside of astrology. You could always relate it to something in, um, in accordance to the stars, period. Ooh, that's like deep girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. And say? I mean, the stars, I said, repeat that one more time. The heavens influence on the earth. Yes, mm-hmm. astrology is the studies is the study of the heavens influence upon the earth. Mm. I'm processing. <laughs> I'm processing. And and I always say one of my other quotes is that when you align with the stars, you live a life of a heavenly existence. Well, girl, that was my next question. How <laughs> do you get in alignment with 
the stars? You know, how do you get, yeah, how do you do that? So is that's a very interesting question because a lot of astrologers and even astrologists just feel that, you know, reading your natal chart, um, you are becoming in alignment. Mm-hmm. But um, I take it to understanding that there are low qualities and characteristics as well as high qualities and characteristics to every single zodiac sign, to every single planet, and to every single aspect and house you know so while there are low and high characteristics you should take all of your low characteristics transmute them and alchemize them to being their higher expression but you could even take it a step up and exalt the expression of all of your planets in signs and characteristics so what i mean by that say for instance you have mars in the sign of aries Mars is at home in Aries, but Mars in Aries still has a low expression. It could be very impatient and prudent. It could be rushing around. You have Mars in Aries? I'm about to check. No. I was <laughs> No. My Mars is in Gemini. Oh, okay. So, so um yeah, let's say Mar- let's use Mars in Gemini as an example. Mars in Gemini, uh these types they tend to multitask, you know, um but sometimes when they are multitasking, they're not doing things correctly. <gasps> also, Mars and Gemini, they can be quite argumentative at the same time. So those are the lower characteristics of Mars and Gemini. But if you take it to the higher qualities and characteristics where you simply have passionate conversations mm-hmm. or you are able to get a variety um amount of things done within one day you know those would be higher expressions of that but if you were to exalt the mars overall you will take um the qualities and characteristics of the sign capricorn and apply it to your actions so that would mean you being able to get a variety of tasks done throughout your day, having passionate conversations, but being mature, being responsible, being stoic and being grounded and sound and also sustaining your energy while doing these things. That's how you would exalt that Mars. All right. So you're really, really good because we have not had this conversation before. However, (laughs) I am looking at my um, solar return chart. And so... Mm. Um, on my solar return is in my Mars is in Capricorn. And so I've been working on those exact things where like doing things efficiently, not just doing 5,000 mm-hmm. things and kind of doing it. And then also sustaining my energy, like you said. So I've been taking naps and having a very specific morning routine so that I can really sail throughout my day. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you're good. You're good. <laughs> That's, uh, pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So you're learning to exalt your Mars energy this year. That's really exciting. Yes, yes. It is challenging, but <laughs> right, but it's worth it. It is worth it. It is worth it. Because ultimately it's about becoming healthy and balanced and happy, essentially. Yeah. I think, you know, we all want that um for our lives, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so you said something in your bio about the language of the universe. Yes, yes. I, more. I, 
Tell us some more. So I'm always telling my clients that the universe does not speak English. The universe speaks experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And what's interesting is that the universe speaks experience and it speaks energy. Mm. And so, but when we speak English, you know, which is a bastardized language, everything is like compartmentalized and dissected and everything is here and there. But with the universe speaking experience and with the universe speaking um, energy, sometimes we can get the messages of the universe you know, um, mixed up in a sense. And this is why I say that I'm a spirit interpreter because I interpret the messages of spirit, which is the universe and convey them to you. So, so what I mean by all of this is that a person will end up homeless, right? They're homeless and they won't understand why they're, they are experiencing homelessness, but homelessness from the universe, it usually comes from a fear of abandonment. It usually mm-hmm. um, ex- is expressed because the person had issues with their mother or they had a shaky foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, they have unstable emotions in other things. Now, when you understand astrology, you will know that the moon, which, um, which rules the mother, it also rules the home and it also rules your emotions. So if a person had an early, uh, a rough early childhood and say they were abandoned by their mom or they went into, they, they were adopted or, um, you know, just the, their overall earlier years of life were really shaky and unstable. This person will hold on to certain vibrations of fear of abandonment and carry that throughout their life. And it will end up resulting in and expressing itself as homelessness Mm. as one example it could definitely show in other areas like this type of an individual will have issues when it comes to connecting with women Um, and if it's a male they'll have an issue when it comes to having you know a romantic partnerships and connections or they would be very argumentative with their family or not have a family of their own you know um they will have trouble with um, their memory as well because the moon rules the memory also. Um, Yeah. So it will definitely be reflected in many different areas, but um, the areas that it's going to be reflected are still the same energetic alignment. According to the universe Mm -hmm. It's just that English chops everything up and breaks everything down and dissects everything so that we could be confused. So I've been reading this book, the energy codes. Mm-hmm. And it is very, it's very enlightening. It's extremely deep, and essentially, uh, Sue Mortar, I believe her name is, is talking about everything being energy, and that we are walking energy, and that we, yes. when we get to Earth, um, the life experiences we have sort of uh, block and 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 uh, twist up our chakras and our energetic alignment in order to live in bliss and harmony and love Mm -hmm. and all these things that um, God universe is, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is. So I'm very interested in what you're saying um, in terms of, even if we think about our prayers and we speak English, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We speak English. And in the book, she's talking about instead of, trying to meditate and think your way to your desire um, or into your healing that you have to feel your way 
yeah. with your body. Into yeah. it. So it sounds very similar to what you're saying that like, if you're used to experiencing, I'll just be basic and say sadness, like you're used to experiencing a certain level of sadness, mm-hmm. then your energy is just the universe only understands more sadness, more sad. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. And see, but the thing about the universe, the universe will interpret sadness under many different areas. So Mm -hmm. you will experience because uh, sadness is an emotion. So you will experience low vibrational things um, that deal with the moon, you know, so if you are dealing with any type of erratic or low vibrational emotions, you're going to deal with issues to your home, issues to your family, issues with really truly connecting with another person, issues with feeling nurtured and cared for. You know, you're going to you're going to have feelings of abandonment. You're going to have feelings that, you know, no one actually really cares, you know, it's going to, then you can end up with homelessness It's going to start to reflect in many different areas, or you could end up um, being addicted to sugar. You could um, in, in pastries and things like that, you know, and all of these things are all under the same energy alignment, according to the universe. They're all under the moon, the fourth house and a sign of cancer. And so- then you can end up developing cancer. No. <laughs> uh-huh. So it does, it, this all makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, I have the, the birth chart and I'm like, I don't know what the hell this shit says. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes I take it like one thing at a time. Like I'll look up what my house is. Okay, this is what the house is, you know, but it's, yeah. it does take time and professionals and um, energy to have an understanding and to use them as tools, right? Because mm-hmm. I always say... Um, one of my spiritualists always says these things are man-made, so they are also flawed, right? So nothing is like infinite. Like, you know, they also have mm-hmm. their flaws, but they're relative and they're tools yes. um, for life, you know? Yes. All right. Can we have a little fun and and get some more information about myself? <laughs> my Absolutely. But I wanted to kind of clear things with that statement that you said that yeah. these things are flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you uh, correlating that to astrology? That astrology is also man-made. I mean, somebody had to sit and, and write these things down and come up with the names and, you know what I mean? Um, astrology isn't flawed. People are flawed. But astrology itself and the messages of the universe, they're, they are absolutely not flawed. There are no flaws in astrology. There may be weak astrologers or astrologers um, not able to connect and align every single thing, but there's no flaw embedded within astrology at all. Um, even when it comes to, you know, man actually translating it into these languages, there's still no flaw in it because even the language that it was translated into still comes from the actual universe itself but when you actually dive deep I've been studying astrology for 22 years now and the deeper I dive into astrology the more perfect it seems I am only flawed but astrology itself as a science is a real god-given creator source-given science only we as beings are flawed but not the science itself It's hard to, for me to hear you. I don't know what's going on. You still there? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I don't know why it went really low. Okay. 
Um, I was just saying, I really appreciate your clarification on that. Um, that was thorough. Thank you're good, you. You're good. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Um, so we, you wanted us to go deep and look at you and see what you got going on, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, what do you need to know about my birth chart? I guess we can take a, a portion of it. Okay, so you're you're low again, but I did hear that. Okay. You. So let me know what your rising sign is. Let me know what your moon, your Mercury, your Venus. <clears throat> and let me know what sign is rising in your in your solar return chart. How do I know what the rising is? It's based off of your time of birth. My time of birth was 1109. Oh, I thought you had your chart pulled up. Already. I do, but I don't see anything about rising. It's just say ascendant. Um, if oh. you're on Cafe Astrology, it'll say ASC. Oh, yeah, I see it. So at my time of birth or for my solo return? I need both both signs that are rising. The, tell me your, your rising sign from your time of birth and then tell me what sign is rising in your solar return chart. Okay, so my rising sign and my time of birth is Cancer. And in my solar return, it's Libra. Okay, so... Um, so with you being a cancer rising, there's definitely an indication of you having um, very familiar features. You can even run into people where they're like, oh, my gosh, you look like my auntie or you remind me so much of my cousin so-and-so. Um, you could even have like a signature family feature, you know, like, oh, she got the Jones's nose. You know, she's a Jones. <laughs> I think it's our eyes. Okay, so it's your guys's eyes. Yeah. So you got the family eyes. And then um, there could also be like this motherly feel to you. Yeah. You know, um, people could feel very warm and comforted and, and just, you know, attracted to you overall because of this, this warm nature that you exude. Mm -hmm. But being a Cancer Rising, you could also be very protective of yourself, you know, and kind of shield yourself um, to a certain degree. And also you could um, sometimes be a bit shy or even to a certain extent wear your emotions on your sleeve so like if you're not feeling something people could look at your face and kind of tell that you're not really feeling this right now yep you know so <laughs> um in cancer risings they tend to be voluptuous or curvaceous or have rounder features a rounder face rounder breast or something kind of full about their body full and round about their body structure um and when it comes to having Libra rising in your solar return chart, mm -hmm. there's an indication that home and family is very important for you right now. Yeah. You know, um, getting into a new home or reconfiguring your home and living environment and situation, those would be the priorities for the year. You know, um, really becoming more in tuned and balanced with your past in your overall foundational upbringing. And this will also affect who you are becoming in the future and um, your career choices overall, you know, and you could end up finding yourself spending some good time with family, rekindling certain familial relations and things as, as well. Wow. 
That's a that's pretty amazing. You said round face. I was like, my face is round. <laughs> <laughs> my boobs are really round. <laughs> <laughs> and home is so important. Home and home yeah. life is really important. And the more yeah. balance I have in that area, um, the more I feel able to thrive in my work life and in Absolutely. my relationships. So and that's, that's exactly how the um, the rising sign works because the rising sign is the first house and it's ruled by Aries, it's ruled by Mars. So it shows what is most important, what must come into alignment for us in order for everything else in our lives to be put off into some form of an alignment. And it will show what we're passionate about. Oh, that's so cool. Well, you are just really gifted. I'm so grateful for you. How can people get in touch with you if they want to do a reading or find out some more information about the stars in their alignment in their life? Absolutely. So um, people can check out my website, astrologicschool.com. That's A-S-T. Um, R-O-L-O-G-I-C school S-C-H-O-O-L dot com um, and you could even just like contact me there send me an email and you know let me know if you want to schedule a session or you can check me out on Instagram Kateria Knows Facebook Kateria Knows and even YouTube Kateria Knows and Kateria Knows is K-A-T-E-R-I-A k-n-o-w-s as if you know to say i'd like to know your name or she knows some things but not all things (laughs) all right now (laughs) (laughs) i love that quest for truth listeners thank you so much for tuning in i had such a blast today thank you kateria this was a lot of fun absolutely it's been such a divine honor kicking it with you on your podcast yeah i just love your whole flow and you have such a beautiful voice i know you have a very dominant like venus placement or some tourists there that allows your voice to just be so beautiful and lovely to listen to oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i've ever heard it like that (laughs) (laughs) thank you i received that so listeners make sure you subscribe and like and share and leave a comment and all that good stuff i love hearing what you guys think stand in the light love and light peace out i say